Hey there, Curiosos. How you doing? This is Christopher Scarborough, your co-host. And with me, I have... Joe Taylor. Your other co-host. That's why we're co-hosts and not hosts. Can I be the go-host? The go-host? Yeah. Oh, that's a pun. That's a good job, Joe. Do you know why you would be a go-host? Because, Chris, we're starting our Crypt Kicker 5 Halloween October Stravaganzer. <laughs> that's, how, oh. that's how you would say it, right? Extravaganzer? No, I don't say... Well, oh, man. <laughs> I, t- I say extravaganza. It's not a, like it's in a theater. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. So anyway, just like last year, this year we are again going to give you five episodes, one for every single week in October. Mm-hmm. How awesome is that? Instead of coming to you bi-weekly, like we normally do, yep. we're going to give you five awesome episodes. Yep, that's five times. Five times the Curioso. Well, actually, four we times. bi-weekly. Two times? Two, yeah, just two times. Two times. It's not as impressive. Yeah, it's five <laughs> times zero Curio. No, wait, that would just be zero. Right. Yeah, oh, I'm oh, bad at math. Yeah, five times just if we were monthly. Yes. Yes. My wife and I, the year that we got married, we went to Salem, Massachusetts. If you've ever heard of the Salem witch trials, this is where it all happened. Of course, at the time, my wife was extremely pregnant and we couldn't take the walking tour, but we did take a trolley tour. We walked around the graveyards and took a look at those old tombstones. We got to see Dead Horse Beach, known for the dead horse that was on the beach when they found it. We got to see the Pirate Museum. We got to see Gallows Hill. We got to see the Witch House. We got to see Tabitha from Bewitched, a statue that was donated in 2005. We got to see the judge who sentenced all those people to death. We got to see his grave. And we got to see a place that is now celebrated that was once a place of persecution. Salem, Massachusetts. I'm Christopher Scarborough. And I'm Joe Taylor. And welcome to the Curioso Podcast. All right, Joe, so what do we have for our very first episode of our Quick Crick Crip Kick Baba? You can't even do it. Crypt Kicker Five. <laughs> this week, the first October episode is going to be Witches and Warlocks. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I mainly focused on witches and not so much warlocks, because those suckers are hard to pin down. They are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hilarious, because in my research, the only thing I'd find on majority of my warlock research uh-huh. was stuff about World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, was... I mean, mainly, warlock is the male equivalent to a yeah, witch, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just, but it just seems to me A couple like, of bad movies, too. Yeah, wouldn't that be a wizard? Mm, I know. <laughs> We're not doing a wizard episode here, so... Yeah, that's, they're a little different. Little so, different. you know, it really seems, though, that the, the witch is a 
earthy type magic, some kind of like uh, almost almost very much like voodoo, uh, but it, mm-hmm. it has more to do with like spiritual like earthiness like Gaia like yeah exactly. having to do with like the mother the you know that mm-hmm. the kind of womby you know right like, earth wind and fire and yeah and um you know Jethro Tull yeah and the moon thing. yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> witches or warlocks are humans who are gifted in the magical arts of witchcraft witchcraft that's what I witchcraft <laughs> it's it's like you said, Chris, it's very historically and anthropologically. Anthropomorphic. No, anthropologically. Anthropologically. <laughs> right. They are really against the mainstream religions mm-hmm. because they, they basically practice, you know, holistic stuff and, and very uh, natural herbs and medicines and things like that. But they've been around Four centuries. Well, it, I mean, honestly, it was probably one of the very first religions. Probably, yeah. You know, you, yeah. you just, you sort of had like a worship of moon, mm-hmm. a worship of earth, yeah. you know. And Water. Yeah, those, those kind of things. Those mm-hmm. those things that are around us all the time. Your that, basic that, elements. Yeah, that you couldn't really explain, you know. Right. They weren't, weren't really easily explainable at the time. And now that we you know, kind of take them for granted because it comes out of the tap. It's just not so mystical anymore. Right, it's, right. I mean, if it's not flowing down from somewhere that you don't, you can't explain, you know, from a glacier or something like, we know that now. It is, yeah. we know that water is coming from a glacier. It mm-hmm. is coming from a lake. We At know the how time, the planets rotate. We know where the sun is. We know, you know, the theory of gravity and relativity and mathematics and all that stuff can be explained Physically and by hypothesis and theories. So, yeah, now we know. We know why the sun comes up. We mm-hmm. know why yeah. the moon has different cycles and phases. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's you know, you don't see as many people, you know, worshiping that kind of thing anymore. There still are, you know, uh, practicing groups. Mm-hmm. There, there are. Covens, if you will. Yes. Uh, so let's, let's get into the actual, like, etymology because it's, it's really interesting. And you can find it throughout history. I found stuff in uh, lots of biblical text from all the way back 560 BC mm-hmm. in um, Exodus 22:18, where they mention witches. But see here, the, the, the word witch comes from Old Testament and it's basically translated from the Hebrew word kashef, okay. which means to whisper. All right. So you were a, a whisperer of, uh, you know, plants or, or animals. Like, yeah, like the dog whisperer. The and dog whisperer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So people kind of gave that name to, I don't want to say healers or some probably were, mm-hmm. you know, were healers. But anybody who showed a propensity to be really, really good at something and People couldn't explain why does this person crops, why do they grow a lot faster and a lot better than the guy right next door? Mm-hmm. They must have some trick or some magic they're using, and that was the only way they could, you know, actually explain it in in their own heads. So then we've got the Oxford etymology, where it says the earliest recorded form of the word witch is Old English, 
and it was stated as Wicca, W-I-C-C-A, which is the masculine term for the word. And that's basically a man practicing witchcraft. And that was first found in the Laws of Ulfric in 890 BC. The feminine Wicca, Wicca, W-I-C-C-E, surfaced in the year 1000. And that's not to say that there are the, the first uses of the terms, but those are the first ones that the Anglo-Saxon England or Old English manuscripts, were. that's the oldest they can find, mm-hmm. that th- that specific terminology is used. Other countries have historical terms and names for the so-called, you know, witch or warlock, like sorcerer, diviners, soothsayers, uh, some, you know, just flat out call them charlatans, uh, evil creatures, beings, like all over the world. In centuries and centuries, there are terms used for people that do the same exact stuff as the Old English Anglo-Saxon witch, but they, they just call them different terms. Like I said before, the idea of kind of worshiping Earth, mm-hmm. worshiping what's around us, right. well, what's around us has been in every country. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. know, lakes, water, rivers, the mm-hmm. sun coming up, the moon yeah. coming up, the More face or less. of the moon. It's in, been in every single country across the, you know, across mm-hmm. the, the um, you know, the whole world. Yeah. So... You know, it makes sense that, you know, people would be worshiping that in in their own way. Mm -hmm. So, like, the idea of, you know, uh, also the idea of taking herbs, you know, taking herbs, making them, using them to concoct some kind of potion Mm -hmm. to, you know, to help you, to cure what ails you. Right. I mean, you know, you've got your uh, healer or your shaman or... um, Medicine man, witch doctor, witch doctor. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, there you go. <laughs> you're, you're kind of he blurring. Told me what to do, <laughs> but you're blurring those lines, you know. Mm-hmm. In Germany, uh, witch is hexa, or the 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 male counterpart would be hexenmeister. Oh, a hexenmeister. Mm-hmm. Oh, I it, like that. In Gaelic, it's kalich, which means divine hag. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese, it's majo. In Spanish, it's... Oh, majo. And that sounds very much like magic. Yeah. As well. It's so strange how all these words kind of go together <laughs> That's like what this. I'm saying. The etymology yeah. of just this word is yeah. so interesting and so long. Mm-hmm. But you find a lot of root words that interplay with each other, like yeah. majo and magic and stuff like that. Uh, Spanish, you have the bruja, which is the girl, the female, mm-hmm. uh, and then the brujo. Is which it, is... It's like br- br- bruja? Yeah, exactly. Bru- that would bruja. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like bruja, bruja. Yeah. yeah, and that's um, like a brujaha. Yeah, well, it mm-hmm. is like a brujaha. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I've I've heard I've heard that word as well. But that it's, uh, it, it you know even that word kind of you know has the beginning of like broom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you know, so it's it's so strange how like these words all seem to you know to to make sense when you're talking about you know, the entomology. Right. So I had I had something as well that I kind of wanted to talk about with the with entomology, and this is kind of breaking apart a little bit, but witch hazel. Okay. So, you know, you think about witch hazel, it's, you know, it, you, it's used for inflammation of, you know, of the skin, you know, uh, it's yeah, people it's, with it's hemorrhoids, it brings it down that, you know, um, 
But it's, it's bring, a naturally occurring. It's a natural. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's got to be pressed, boiled, steamed before you can use it for your, you know, your the health benefits. Right. You know, to get the witch hazel out. But, um, it, I mean, it's been used for centuries. Mm-hmm. So we've been using it for a long time. Now, you think, you know, well, it's called witch hazel. Obviously, has something to do with witches and using herbs and things like that. Mm-hmm. But as from what I've found out... Um, you know, most of the, my study that I've done, it actually, it, it is not from that. It's also one of the only medicinal herbs approved by the FDA that isn't really changed from, you know, from into like drug form. Okay. So it's, it, you know, the, the actual plant itself is approved by the FDA to be huh. used. So, which I, I think is really, uh, pretty, pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. The Mohicans, uh, were believed to be the first to show the English settlers how to use the Y-shaped witch hazel sticks for dowsing as well. Okay. So it's a uh, it's also like used as a dowsing rod. Mm-hmm. So you grab you know turn it into a Y and you can try and find water. Right. Yeah. So that you know it, that's also a widely held belief. Um, now witch hazel is believed to come from the Middle English term wick w i c k e for lively. Mm-hmm. Um, the dowsing stick bends towards the ground, and which is why they think it comes from that. So uh, it comes from the Anglo-Saxon word witch, W-Y-C-H, uh, which is the word for bend. Hmm. Okay. So it it bends towards the water. So right. actually, it, it actually comes from the dowsing, has nothing to do with the idea of using it for like an astringent. Okay. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of neat. It has to do with the dowsing. Has nothing to do with the you know actual medical properties of it, mm-hmm. and and that's where it comes from. Just kind of kind of strange. Hmm. So I don't really understand uh, where the flip flop happened from naturalist, herbalist, uh, you know, healer, but it says particularly in the early. 15, 16, 17, 17th century, somewhere in there, uh, the good and bad witchcraft, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, whether it was good or bad, wasn't very, dis, you know, distinguished between the two. It has since the 19th and the 20th centuries become a little bit more distinguished whether you are a, are you a good witch or a bad witch? You know, that, <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah. But the concept of witchcraft as harmful is is normally treated as a cultural ideology a means that explains human misfortune by blaming it either on supernatural entity or someone a known person in the community whether an outcast or something like that so i think that's where the the sort of page was turned when people really started having you know witch hunts yeah you know i i believe you know the word has been around for centuries the term has been around for centuries the mistrust and and misunderstanding of the word and the term and the people attached to those that's been around for a long time but i think the the witch hunting which what we're going to talk about mostly that happened around that time well it's it's it is kind of strange it's you're right. It, it it kind of changed from you know them the, a witch being a wise woman, a, a person that you could actually go to and heal. Right. You know? Well, it depends on what religion you were or what yeah. religion was around in your area. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, five sixty B.C. 
you know, Exodus twenty two eighteen says, "Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live." Yeah, which that's pretty harsh. Which witch is which? <laughs> exactly. Circa four twenty, Saint Augustine argues witchcraft is an impossibility, and Saint Augustine basically said that, you know, quote unquote, God alone could suspend the normal laws of the universe. So in his view, neither Satan nor witches had supernatural powers or were capable of effectively invoking magic of any sort. So he's still a, you know, he's a, a member of the church, mm-hmm. you know, and he's saying, come on, guys. <laughs> it's, it's not, not real. happening. Yeah. But then you have people, you know, you speed that up another five, six hundred years, and you have Pope Innocent the third who basically goes in the whole tirade you know trying to to say that witches are real and you know they they kiss the anus of satan and, and he's out for for blood for anybody who's basically not a member of his church well that's and that was also that is one of the things that it, it it's people started coming around Christians specifically, you mm-hmm. know, Catholics started coming around to thinking that the that witches, you know, were the reason why you would have plagues, why people mm-hmm. would die, why you had, you know, uh, someone die in a town, you know. But it's 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 not just it's not just Christians, not just Catholics. It's I mean, it's 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 all over, right? But and it this, starts this it pre- starts to become a frenzy. Yeah, well, it's you know, it's pre CSI. Mm-hmm. Pre law and order. Yeah. They were Dong guessing. <laughs> yeah, they were guessing. Yeah. Uh, and then we finally get to. Well, they figured that if they had the power to heal, mm-hmm. then they probably had the power to harm. True. I mean, that's there are two sides to every coin. But I don't I don't see. I, I don't, just... She's a black magic woman. <laughs> exactly. I just don't. I, I can't see the turnover when. If somebody hands me a, a tincture or a concoction and says, this is going to help your stomach, you yeah. know, and they've already helped everybody else in the neighborhood who ate the same, you know, lamb, and now they're all, stomachs are all upset, and that tincture or concoction makes them feel better, uh, you know, kind of go with the it's, it's with the person who knows her herbs and... It's about ostracizing. True. That that's true. what it's about. Yeah. It's about blaming it on someone who isn't necessarily, you know, falling in line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> completely. Someone who hangs out at the edge of town, who right. they don't think is very, you know, they don't come to the church as often as they should. It, it's yeah. it really is. It's all about like like ostracizing people. It's a it's a you know, and it and it let's not just ostracize them. Let's blame somebody on them, and then let's burn them at the stake. Well, let's get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. Let's they, just get rid of them. I don't like them. They're a black spot in our community. They need to go. And and that's that's really what it's all about. It just it's just that mob mentality. Yeah. I don't know if anybody ever had problems like in high school. You know, you get ganged up on, get you know, beaten up by, you know, five, six people at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that, that kind of stuff happened to me. I know how that feels. I know right. where that is. And that's what was happening here. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, it's the same, it's the same kind of thing. Well, and the, and the church, especially, you know, they really were against any other kind of religion. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, you've got a gang taking over X amount of territory 
you know, and you've got a little teeny tiny rinky dinky gang who's just like, come on guys, we're just like you, let us hang out on this street. And the big gang's like, nope, there's only room for one of us. You know, and they beat him up, kill him, whatever, run him out of town. Same thing the church did with any other beliefs besides the churches. So then we get all the way through 1200 to 1300s to the mid-1400s is when the real... Witch trials. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the S hits the proverbial fan yeah. when, when everything just starts erupting and people are just blaming left and right. So yeah, uh, during the, the 1400s, you know, people were, you know, basically blaming anything and everything on somebody else or themselves, like their their husband, their wife, whatever. Things, you know, like admitting they were, you know, flying on poles and, you know, uh, attracting animals with their, with their mental powers or uh, Satan appearing in the form of a goat or some other animal and then, you know, talking to Satan. Uh, some defendants told investigators that they repeatedly kissed Satan's anus what is with the, the kissing of Satan's anus? Like, it, it's, is it's, that a thing? Well, it, just how uh, you, someone that you love and care mm-hmm. about, you kiss them on the mouth, you kiss them on the cheeks, right? <laughs> you kiss them on the... No, no, it, it really, it, it, this, is, this is what it is. So, mm-hmm. so the devil, right, Satan being the most, you know, disgusting, dirty bastard that he is, mm-hmm. right? The whole idea is that... Oh, you're not lawyers. gonna. You're not gonna. What? <laughs> you're not gonna kiss me on the mouth. You're gonna kiss my butthole. You know what I mean? <laughs> like lips, lips to ring. You know, oh, and, no. and that's my butthole. That's and that's that's what it is. They, you right. know, they, they, you're, you, you're, you're sealing the bargain with a kiss. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I mean, literally, this is where the term "kiss my ass" comes from. Right. Right. You know, it's the holiest of holies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know, I mean, that's that's the so that's the whole point. Like I'm. We're sealing a bargain, you know what I mean? Tuck her up. <laughs> so, yeah, amongst all of those wonderful things that people would say they or their neighbors did, and it's weird because some did that stuff to get out of, you know, jail or prison or whatever, and early on, you, you could basically repent, mm-hmm. you know? <clears throat> you go to go to your local church and say, yes, I, I talked to... To Satan, kissed his butthole, and I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> Doesn't fly so much anymore. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, a few more la- years later, people are like, you did what now? <laughs> You're going out to the stake, buddy. So Joe was saying in about 1400 is really when it, it kicked off, like, the, the big kind of witch trials mm-hmm. So and, and th- throughout Europe. Um, then in about, about 50 years later, in 1486... Uh, there was a text written, published in 1487, consisted of 256 pages of facts proving that witches were real and they must be killed. Of course. This book was called the Malefice Maleficarum. It's roughly translated to uh, the Hammer of the Witches. Hmm. Yeah. That's the Witch Hammer. Yeah. It doesn't that sounds like it should be in World of Warcraft, right? Yeah. Like I'm telling, some kind yeah. of game. Yeah. Yeah. And this was this was a. Uh, Actually, by uh, Pope Innocent the V one two three four, so the eighth. Sorry, I'm counting my Roman numerals. I see that it was just endorsed by him. Yes, it was endorsed by him, 
And well, it was it was written uh, by an uh, infamous witch hunter mm-hmm. by the name of uh, Heinrich Kramer. Right. Yeah. He was he was, he was the author. In, he was an inquisitor. He was a papal inquisitor. Yeah. Basically, the church sent him out. He was a witch hunter. He was yeah. Yeah. He was a, yeah. Kramer's favorite punishment for witchcraft is called the strapado, which is a device that t- attaches to the wrists and pulls upwards, hanging its victims in the arms until they dislocate. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no fun. and that's that's the thing. It, it, you know, you think witches, you think burning at the stake, but right. that isn't all they did. They, you know, Ooh. they would, they would, you know, just. Have you ever been to like a medieval torture museum? Yeah, they used all of these. Yeah. They used every single one of these. You know, to to try and get you to, to 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 repent. They try to get you to confess and. You know, if you're some, you know, crazy outsider and you have, you know, really nothing to do with, you know, what's going on, you know, just to make the torture stop, confession would be, you know, probably your best bet. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so, I mean, you you had you had hundreds and hundreds of people just confessing to, to crimes that they didn't commit. So over the course of 160 years from 1500... To 1660, Europe saw between 50,000 and 80,000 suspected witches executed. About 80% of those killed were women. Execution rates varied greatly by country, from a high of about 26,000 in Germany to about 10,000 in France, and only 1,000 in England, and only four in little old Ireland. Hmm. The low death toll in England and Ireland is owed in part to better procedural safeguards in those countries for actual defendants in in, in the actual trials. If yeah. someone says, you are a witch, they actually had a chance. Had a chance to you know? defend it. Yeah. yeah. Well, pa- part of it also as well, you know, when we were talking about the Inquisition and they're, they're starting to use this malefic maleficarum mm-hmm. to go and find witches, to hunt witches. I mean... It, it was also, you know, they would torture these people, but the, the torturing also was to name accomplices. Oh, yeah. To name people that they thought were in a coven with other witches that mm-hmm. were all, you know, and, and mainly they thought it was all about devil worship. They thought they, they yes. were worshiping the devil. They were kissing the devil's anus and not not these just normal people. Not kissing who, God's anus. Yeah, well, I don't know if that would be any better. Or the I priest's mean, the pre- priestie's anus. Well, maybe that's what it is that they weren't kissing the pope's anus at the ah, time. See, well, that's and what I'm they, saying. They, you know, or is it his his ring? I don't know. I, I get confused. It's one of those. Yeah, one of those two. Yeah. So maybe if you just got an anus-looking ring. <laughs> yeah. That would be yeah. That would yeah. just be a little bit better. But you know, they would so. That's why how easily it spread. So if it happened in one community and one person got you know was was accused, mm-hmm. then it would it would spread to other people because they would have to name off other people and they would be tortured until they named other people. Yeah. Then other people, outsiders, people that uh, you know wouldn't be missed, would also be tried and executed. Mm-hmm. So it would just it just kind of went through. You know, do you like want like a like you like know a its own little plague? Yeah, yeah, definitely was. Some of the more horrendous uh, tests they would give the so-called suspects or defendants for these witch trials, you had things like the swimming test. Oh, yeah. Which was, you know, basically the accused witch taken to the, the closest body of water, 
stripped to their undergarments, bound and tossed in to see if they would sink or float. Since the witches were believed to have spurned the sacrament of baptism, it was thought that the water would reject their body and prevent them from submerging. According to this logic, an innocent person would sink like a stone, but a witch would simply bob on the surface. So basically, they throw you into some water. Mm-hmm. If you floated, you were a witch. Correct. Because you weren't baptized or you spurned baptism. Right. Being, right. You know, I don't want that. Yeah, being dunked yeah. in water mm-hmm. uh, to, to cleanse the body. Mm-hmm. And if you were not a witch, then you would sink to the bottom and drown. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, per- it's logical. Yeah. So at, at least you would die <laughs> knowing that, that you, you were one of God's creatures. Right. And yeah. you're not a witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, The prayer test. So the medieval wisdom held that witches were incapable of speaking scripture aloud. So accused sorcerers were made to recite selections from the Bible. And that is if they could, in fact, read. True. Yeah. Because I'm sure a lot of people uh, at the time were not extremely literate. You had things like the touch test, witch cakes, witch marks. What is witch cake? Witch cakes. Uh, I'm sorry, because yeah. they just sound delicious. They do. They do sound delicious. I think uh, Little Debbie makes those. Yeah. 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 No, I think they do, actually, yeah. during yeah, <laughs> during the, around yeah. this, like during October. Yeah. All right. So it's a pretty bizarre form of uh, counter magic. So the witch cake was a supernatural dessert used to identify suspected... It's <laughs> sounding even better. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. A supernatural suspected dessert. Evildoers. In uh, in cases of mysterious illness or uh, possessions, witch, hunter, witch hunters would take a sample of the victim's urine, mix it with a rye meal and ashes, and bake it into a cake. This stomach-churning concoction was then fed to a dog. The familiars, or the animal helpers of the witches... Mm-hmm in the hopes that the beast would fall under its spell and reveal the name of the guilty sorcerer. So the dog was supposed to... It, by the way... Yes, this is like first thing, serum. doesn't sound as delicious anymore. <laughs> no. After we, I noticed ashes that it's just urine. ashes and urine mixed with like some... Rye. Bre- some, yeah, Rye some, bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no longer sounds delicious. <laughs> right. Uh, secondly, they thought the dog was going to speak. Yeah. Yeah. They... they, they they thought this was basically truth serum for the witch's familiar, the dog, the, fa- the, the witch's family dog. Did they know that dogs don't actually speak? I don't think they knew that. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. So witch marks, basically moles, any sort of... Uh, um, warts. Warts, uh, birth, you know, birthmarks, birth, stuff like that. Yeah. Anything yeah. that's... Raspberries. Yeah, exactly. Pricking and scratching tests. Along the same lines, they would... Um, you know, prick the the witch mark, like a mole. Mm-hmm. They would prick the mole, and if the mole bled, then you were not a witch. If it didn't bleed, you were a witch. Yeah, well, there's they're usually like some kind of... Toughened extra skin. Yeah, toughened skin, skin right? Again, so... before CSI, before Law & Order. Okay. <laughs> Basically, some of the witch hunters were, of course, charlatans themselves. Mm-hmm. So they would have fake needles there's basically a wooden handle and it looks like an ice pick Mm -hmm. but the ice pick goes into the handle so no one ever bled 
So like one of those fake the fake knot like, like the, the fake knife that you can yeah 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 it was the same thing so any any you pick the pope and you could jab at the pope in the eyeball he's not going to bleed well they're not well first off they're not going to stab the pope with but a nice pick. but no I see what you're saying yeah, yeah basically he can you know he's got carte blanche to stab take all day. anybody out yeah you know because they're not going to bleed because he has this this fake you know stabby witch pen thing the hammer of the witches the the kind of strategy that it had mm-hmm. was to it had two objectives to warn the general public against the danger of witches and to give kramer the official authority to hunt them also the hammer of the witches was uh, you know basically a general like fear mongering to put fear into the general public warning them that witches were accomplices uh, accomplices of the devil. It also tried to convince its readers that witches were a sign of the apocalypse and also to persuade its audience that the female sexual seduction is another sign of witchcraft. Of course, basically a strong female person would be persecuted because of this. Okay. So someone who was forward sexually, someone who was, you know, uh, Uh, some women were were blamed for conjuring hailstorms with the intention of destroying people's crops. Okay. You know, so basically, you know, harming the entire community, you know? Right. And according to the hammer, the weak are the most dangerous. It condemned people, specifically women who were poverty-stricken, mentally ill, and those who simply practice herbal medicines. Huh. And just like we were saying before, taking the healer, the person that lives on the outskirts, someone who might be sexually forward, right. someone who, you know, think might lie with other women, you know, lesbians, you right. know what I mean? Uh, the, these kind of people specifically, you know, were were targeted just like they have, you know, during, you know, any kind of, like we were talking about, like the Holocaust, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's very similar to this, mm-hmm. you know? it's you're, it, you're basically taking an entire group of people that you don't like and right. getting rid of them because yeah. you don't like them for right. no damn reason at all. None. Yeah, except for this happened hundreds of years ago instead of, you know, well, I mean, less than 100. Yeah, but I mean, genocide is kind of what we do as a, as a race. As a, as a race, yeah. yeah. Well, we're jerks like that. So, Chris, have you ever wondered about yourself if, if you were if you were a witch or a warlock? Um, you know, there was a time when I was like six, fifteen or six. No, no, there was this one time in college. There was this one time in college, <laughs> right? You know, everybody was everybody was, everybody was drawing down the moon, <laughs> and I just felt like I, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. what, what, so, what are we doing? All right. Well, I. In doing this research, I found a bunch of hilarious uh, online tests. You know, the whose celebrity boyfriend do you have, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I found one with, uh, find out if you're a witch. Okay. So this is not a Malefus Maleficarum sanctioned test is what you're telling me. And I think this test was designed by a 12-year-old Bulgarian boy. (laughs) I don't know for sure. Okay. I'm going to read you the first question. All right. Well, I don't think there's very many. uh, We don't have to do all of them, but I do want you to do the whole test. So we'll we'll, we'll do a few, and then we'll just give you the answer at the end. Okay, guys? All right. 
So, but I, I want you to guys to get the, the gist of, of, this, uh, of this test. And we will have this on the site. This is ridiculous. Number one, when you sleep, you ever dream about magic? Don't you mean, don't you mean <laughs> no. do, do you ever? No, I don't. That's what's written. Oh, on the... <laughs> yes. When you sleep, you ever dream about magic? Magic. Magic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um... So let me let's see. Here here are the here are the answers. Mm-hmm. It's multiple choice. Yes. Yes. No. Why I must to tell you <laughs> this is stupid question. All the time when I dream, I think no cause I have a deep sleep. I think no cause. No, but it's yeah, it's, it's capital N O capital C U Z. No cause. I think no cause. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. all right, pick one. I'm going to pick this question is stupid. <laughs> okay. Number two, you ever hear someone told, quote, tell you are the witch? Um, yes. No. Are you kidding me? Have people like that in this world? Um, I think he is lunatic man. <laughs> Once... Or a couple a time, of course. I'm going to go with once or a couple of times. <laughs> once or a couple of time. <laughs> I can't stop giggling. In your family, have you a witch? Is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is really... Awesome. I'm... I, I'm... Yes, no, dad, mom. Yeah, it Sister, does say brother. Dad, mom, sister, brother. Cousin, this is stupid question. Okay, I'm going to go with this is stupid question. All right, let's do one more. Okay. I can't help it. This grammar is so bad. <laughs> You're just... <laughs> it's like hearing you talk. My head just... I can't understand it half the time. Are you believe in this world have magic? Okay, so <laughs> the answers are yes, no, stupid, I have... I'll make you to be an ugly frog. Uh, of course, one that is me. I don't even uh, <laughs> no way. Maybe let's go. I'll go. Maybe I'll go. Maybe. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, these are terrible. Do you th- do you think in the past have a witch? Wow, this guy's just gr- grammar is terrible. I know. Twelve-year-old Bulgarian oh. boy. Oh man, that doesn't really understand English that 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 very well. Yes. Yeah. All right. To the answers. I think it's telling me I'm a I'm a witch. I'm I'm not really quite sure. Uh, oh oh okay. My average score is forty-two. Okay, the average score is forty-two. Mine was twenty-seven. So I guess I'm the witch. <laughs> but I'm not congratulations, you're the witch perfectly. I'm also not maybe the witch if you believe in magic. People, but if you try and believe in magic, the chance will come to you. I'm not. I am, you're the witch. Yeah. <laughs> I so don't I even guess know I'm, what that means. I am, you're the witch. Uh. <laughs> yes. I'm going to put this up on the website so everyone can take this. Because I feel like someone else should have this pain besides me. Right, because Chris just took this. Yeah. All right, got it. 
Kiss Satan's anus. <laughs> that, that's how I imagine it would. It could, wouldn't be like a little. You would have to really, like, get in there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of those numbers. All right. So after that test, I found this on Rebel, Rebel, Rebel. Ah, it's R E B E L L E Society. Okay. So Rebel, as in a you know, a bell of the ball. Um, thirteen signs you're a witch. Okay. So that awful weird test says you're a witch. The things you may need, or that you already possess, to to be a witch. Earth powers. Mm-hmm. I look good in earth tones. Does That's, that count? That is true. That is true. Wisdom. I have that. We we have a podcast for that. Yeah. Nature. Do I have to possess nature. Well, do you live near the woods, or by the woods, or by a body of water? And if not, do you long to? Uh, yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to live by, you know what I mean? Some water. A little fly fishing, you know? I don't know. Some doing some crabbing. We are here in Maryland. Maryland. Storms. Are you not afraid of storms? I'm, I'm not. I'm not afraid of storms. Even after being struck by lightning? No, no. That's what it is. What's that? <laughs> That's where you get your power. <laughs> From being struck <laughs> right. by lightning. <laughs> Uh, animal nature. Uh, I like animals. Okay. Long... Not too big on cats, though. Not... So, which is a witchy thing. It is a very witchy thing. It's a very witchy I mean, thing. Which, you know, cats steal souls. <laughs> we all know this to be true. <laughs> yeah, they crawl on your stomach <laughs> at night when you're sleeping. And, and steal your breath. And huff your breath, mm-hmm. you know, and steal your soul. Yeah. That's how you... Whatever. Uh, anyway, the moon. Are you drawn, pulled, or moved by the moon's energy? Uh, I don't know. I like the moon. The mm-hmm. moon is very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess. Superficial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But okay. All right. <laughs> Powerful. Do you have more than a sneaking suspicion that your wishes come true? You know, sometimes I think to myself, I really am very late to go see this movie. Uh-huh. I want to get there before the credits come on. You know, before the all the all the beginning stuff. You know what I mean. I want to be make sure I have popcorn, and I go. I really want a spot way down in front, and sometimes I get it. So I'd that say yes. Could be, but you remember when we did our uh, our card reading uh-huh. for the uh, Uri Geller episode? Yeah. Well, I'm not a psychic witch. You were terrible. I'm a different <laughs> <laughs> healing. Are you drawn to the healing arts? No. No, you're the no. complete opposite. You're... I don't even like to put Band-Aids on people. Yeah, I know. No, but I'm saying you spend most of your off time uh, trying to injure yourself. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Performing and shoving yeah. things into my body parts that it shouldn't go into? Yeah. Right. Okay. Past life memories. Uh, no, none of those. None of those? Sorry. Outsiderness. I'll go with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm an outsider, outside of everything. Um, mystical crystals or any other mystical accoutrements? Like, do I just hang out with them? Are you drawn by, drawn to the crystals or beautiful rocks for some unearthly reason? Sometimes when I go for a walk, I just pick up rocks. 
And then what do you do with those rocks? I just, I carry them back and put them in my garden. Okay. So there's a purpose for those rocks. Yeah. You, but so, you don't feel so like... So is that a yes? No. You don't feel energized or, you know, rehydrated. I don't suck energy from rocks. No. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Magique. Do you believe in magic? Have you seen magic? Were you drawn to magical things, creatures, fables, stories as a child and now that you're older? Hmm. Not a whole lot. No? No. no. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, the 12-year-old little Bulgarian boy might be wrong. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. And with his test, you know? I'm just saying. Well, we've done... So this is our second witch test. One said yes, one said no. Right. And one might be a false positive. We never know. We'll, right. You know? Uh, I mean... break out the little stabby ice pick and start jabbing you and see, and, and see. if you bleed. All right. We'll give it a shot. <laughs> So my act, the Scarred and Dangerous Thrill Show, I'm only one half of. The other half is Dangerous D. He's currently living in California, and he's going to call in from time to time to give you his two cents about all of our topics here on The Curioso. Now, all dangers considered, a moment for Dangerous D. I'm not sure if this actually fits in and stays on topic, but the Maloik or evil eye, is the first thing I think of when the subject of witchcraft and things of that nature are discussed. The maloik is an old Italian gesture made with your hand and was used to ward off or give the curse of the evil eye. If you make a fist and extend only your pointer finger and your pinky, resembling devil horns, you have just made the sign of the maloik. Most of you know about this because of Ronnie James Dio, who was raised by his Italian grandmother, but didn't realize it, Dio saw his Nona using this gesture many times growing up. So instinctively, one night when he was performing on stage, he used it as a signing-off gesture at the end of his musical act, which became known as the Heavy Metal Goat Horns. This is why you see many Italians wearing the Italian bullhorn around their neck to protect them from all evil. So now you know, It's an Italian bullhorn, not a sperm or a pepper or a carrot or any type of fruit or vegetable. It's power. Huzzah! So, Joe, what do you think of when you think of a a witch, right? Like traditional pop culture witch. Um, you know, uh, sort of like a Holocaust cloak with a pointy hat and a broomstick mm-hmm. and, you know. Oh, what a world! What yeah, a world. so we're talking, you know, we're talking Wizard of Oz, like the Wicked Witch of the West, that that, that right. kind of thing. And that, ha- that stereotype has been around for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the major par- points of the stereotype is the pointy hat, mm-hmm. right? So how, why do witches wear pointy hats? Where did that come from? I uh, no. Is it like a a weather vane? Well, it, it's 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 kind of strange. It's a uh, you know this particular hat, this very pointed hat. It's um, people of of different it, it, people in different societies have you know worn hats a lot, 
Okay. So, you know, different hats, you know, throughout, throughout history, you know, you have the, the pilgrims that had a very specific type of hat, right. You know, which was almost kind of pointy as well. True. You know, yeah. it did have like that plateau on the well, top. Well, you had the stovetop and mm-hmm. you had the bowler, you've got a fez. <laughs> yeah. The, we, we, should, we should actually get into that. Fezes are, are very, very kind of interesting as well. A tricorner so, hat. You had a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. Now, but, you do, you do, but the specific witch hat actually comes to a cone, comes to a point. And there's only a very few other kind of, you know, hats that you think of that are actually like that. You wizard have hats? Wizard hats, uh, you know, which also would have to do with, mm-hmm. you know, with performing magic. Right. You have the dunce cap. Yes, and that's without a brim. That is without a brim. Right. Now, one of the things that uh, some medieval people would do they would force people that they thought were witches to wear this steeple like crown okay okay so it was like this it, it very it looked like a steeple like a church steeple and they they uh forced them to wear these these caps uh to draw down god's grace into their mind okay so it's a reverse funnel it yes yeah, exactly. Yeah. A reverse it's a funnel. Whole, it's a reverse to, holy funnel. Yeah, to bring down, you know, to, to get this witchcraft, to get the, you know, the, the devil out of you. Right. You know, they right. would force them to wear this. So that's, that's all, you know, that's part of it. There's also, um, there's also a, a lot of, uh, a lot of stories having to do with uh, the Jewish crowns. Uh, and okay. anti-Semitism, right. people wearing, you know, the, the yarmulke today, mm-hmm. and it's changed throughout time. It's been a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So this idea of uh, the, the peaked Jews cap uh, misrepresenting the Jews and trying to tie them to Satan. Oh, so yeah. another another uh, situation of... Ostr- persecution. Persecution, ostracization. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, now there was also... Um, there was a man that was a part of the Quakers movement. The Quaker Oats uh, guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in the mid-18th century by the name of George Fox. And he famously refused to doff his hat in the presence of uh, one of the Cromwell's ministers. And uh, this was, um, you know, during coloni- colonial America. Right. And he, he, this is his quote, When the Lord sent me forth into the world, he forbade me to put off my hat to any high, high or low. This was part of his, part of his his religion, mm-hmm. you know, that he didn't have to take off his hat for anyone. Right. It's um, you know, some cultures now they, you know, women will wear a veil to cover their their whole you know their whole head, the head of hair, yeah. mm-hmm. because you don't no other person gets to see that except for your, your husband or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and even regardless of whether they go into court or or wherever they go, right. you're supposed to take that kind of thing off. Mm-hmm. They don't have to do it. It's a part of their religion. Right. So and it was the same thing for for these Quakers mm-hmm. uh, and and this gentleman by the name of George Fox, and he had you know hat honor, you know, um, and you know the, so. It's just part of that. They're different than us, mm-hmm. and you know they're they're gonna wear their hats wherever they go, and they don't they don't take them off to, to you know kind of give you a nod to, to, right, to right. They don't take it off. Really, when you Yeah, exactly. Right. They don't. So it, it's just another you know demonizing someone. Yeah. Another another way to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, people who identify themselves as a modern witch, people who still perform witchcraft to this day, these kind of people, 
you know, that, that are part of Wicca, mm-hmm. they don't actually wear the stereotypical witch's hat. Right. Although, you know, it is talked about that it might be the same kind of thing as uh, it's, it's that funnel where they, the idea of drawing down the moon. So it's part of that, that moon worship, drawing down the moon, drawing down their power from, from the sky, that, that, that uh, cone of, of, of power coming down. Okay. So it, it's so, so it's still representative. It's representative. Okay. So regardless of how this all got mixed together, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It still could be an idea of representation of, okay. of drawing down their energies from there. Right. One of the other one of the other accoutrements mm-hmm. of of the <laughs> witch, of course, we have the broomstick. Yeah. And and the flying on the broomstick and that idea. Now how did witches come to ride broomsticks, right? Well, in modern Wicca or witch religion, um, you know, you, the broomstick is a very sacred object. It being a part of the home, it being a, a, a way to cleanse the home. Right. Also, it was a tradition to jump over the broomstick mm-hmm. uh, when getting married. Oh, okay. So, um, and that's that, that tradition today still uh, has pertinence because... The, the man carrying the woman over the threshold mm-hmm. still has to do with that. Oh. So it, it comes from that. Right, so, right. So, it, you know, we, that, that kind of pagan worship. So that, that is still alive in, in our society. Today. Right. So kind of the beginnings of the flying myth, the idea of using a flying ointment uh, was recorded in the early 1400s when we were talking about the Malefus Maleficarum, mm-hmm. using a flying ointment to 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 ride and fly into the sky. They were supposedly used the fat of uh, the you know the fat of uh, children for, to make a flying potion, okay. and of course that was in that was a story in the element of the the movie Warlock. Yeah, where where he uses that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, of course, this is a myth. It's, yeah. you know what I mean? It's basically just a way to demonize, to, to, to you know, terrorize and to scare people. Yeah. It's a, it's a scare tactic. Um, but the idea of, of, of the flying witch with the broomstick, a lot of, there, there, this is a, a story that I came across. It, it's kind of strange. But you have this, uh, this ergot, right? And we've talked a lot about ergot in the past. Yeah. Okay. It's a type of mold that is on rye. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have rye, and then you get this ergot, and ergot in large quantities can be very deadly, can kill you. Yes. Um, however, in smaller quantities, it can be hallucinogenic. Mm-hmm. So, the idea of flying, if you if you're able to do this, if you if you're able to use it to you know to to give you these hallucinogenic properties. You know, it can take you to far off places. And if you use it and okay. come back with, you know, stories of being, you know, in far in off places. Diamond your, World or something. Yeah. You know, such as, for instance. Right. You know, you could be construed that you were off somewhere with a coven of witches, you know, with other right. groups of people. Right. But also one of the stories that I heard uh, or, or read about where they, where they talked about making some kind of a salve. Okay. Mm-hmm. And... In order to make it, you would have to put it on something, say, for instance, like a stick, you okay. know, a smooth stick. You put it on the end of that, and the reason <laughs> the reason why it would look like someone would be riding the broomstick mm-hmm. is because the uh, a woman who would—this is really hard for me to get out, and I apologize— <laughs> 
a woman who would want to hallucinate, instead of swallowing the ergot, mm-hmm. if you take it, make it into a salve, and put it on a stick, you were able to put it uh, up into your body hmm. somewhere where it would feasibly, the uh, you would be able to... Your mucous membranes absorb it faster. Absorb it, yeah. yes. But... Uh, exactly. But it wouldn't go into your stomach and have to go through. So, right. yeah, if you, you know what I mean, if you know where I'm talking about, right, yeah. Right, right between the lines, people. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I don't know whether this is true or not or this ever happened, but this is an idea, a theory of of how this, I, you know, how this riding the broomstick got started. Okay. Gotcha. So, you know, and then, you know, with, with ergot, then you would go into, you know, a hallucination. Right. You know, you go to Oz. on the ground. Yeah. You go to Oz. Exactly. So I don't know whether any of this is actually true. It's just something that I read and I thought it was kind of fascinating and I would put it out there. Hmm. So and a little bit gross. A little bit. Yeah, a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. A lot of mm-hmm. it. Not because it's woman parts. Just because you're putting a broomstick up there. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, sorry, I just wanted to make sure that I, I mentioned Clarify. Yeah. All right. So let's start talking about some real life witches and warlocks chris well i don't i don't really know if they are real life they're people who think they are okay you have lori cabot the official witch of salem now apparently lori cabot uh, has been a staple in salem massachusetts for many a year she has had a store officially called the witch shoppy an extra key and an e. e on the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know why they do that. But that store has since closed, and she has an online store now. But she was the founder of the Cabot Kent Hermetic Temple, which teaches the practitioners to live proudly and with integrity as witches. And apparently she was also in a Godsmack video, which okay. is just gross. <laughs> then we have Gerald Gardner. Gardner is actually directly responsible for helping the to popularize Wicca and paganism in the 50s and 60s. He was also an accomplished author as well as a witch. The most popular of his books were Gardnerian Book of Shadows, which is considered a key text in pagan magical practices. You have people like Raymond Buckland, father of the American Wicca, Buckland has been an active occultist for over 50 years. He is directly responsible for introducing Wiccan religion to the United States. Buckland hails from English Romani family and currently resides in Ohio. He has written close to 60 books, including Buckland's Book of Gypsy Magic and Buckland's Complete Book of Witchcraft, and he lectures all around America teaching occult topics. So it's like Egon from the Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Tobin Spirit Guide? Was he the author of Tobin Spirit Guide? <laughs> no. So yeah, there are plenty of people uh, who have for a long time and still believe that they are, according to Hoyle, witches mm-hmm. or warlocks. You know? Which is kind of interesting to me. In this modern, fast-paced, electronic world, people are still kind of trying to harken back to a, a more naturalistic, spiritual... Well, I mean, you know, with, with 
people like Whole Foods and, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You, you have that kind of thing. People wanting to get back to nature, wanting to get back to the slow food movement. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, what, what, it's called cows. They're slow. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, but not just the slow food movement. Also the... Sloth? Slow. Slow food. No, not eating sloth. No, okay. no, no, no. It's, it's all about... It's all about like, like not using you know malohalodextride tech. You know yeah, what I mean? All the all this the malodextrin, excess. all this, all that. Yeah, all yeah. this you know stuff. To, it, it's actually about getting an egg, cooking it, and eating it, and not going through you know some huge gigantic factory. You right. Know what I mean? Exactly. Grow so, your own. You know the, yeah. the least amount of hands, least amount of products. Yeah. Not having, you know, high fructose corn syrup and yeah. everything. And, and um, I mean, that's, that's along the same lines as naturalists and, and things like that. But taking it to the, the more spiritual side, you know, where mm-hmm. you're talking with like the, the Wiccan beliefs, that's, you know, embracing the, the powers of earth, wind and fire and nature and, and animals and, and things like that. Bit of a crowbar separation between those two, but I do see. I, I'm just saying it seems like to be you know very to me kind of the same movement. I mean, if it's you're in just this, in different, it's just in different areas. Yeah, you if know? you're in the same strip mall, I'll probably go to both stores. Mm-hmm. But you know, well, the 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 people that you were mentioning aren't the only people that have been. You know, they're celebrating their their religion, and, right? And, but there are people in this day and age that are still being burned as witches like ooh sick burn no no really like literally burned. literally yeah wow there i i just came across an article called it's 2013 and they're 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 burning witches okay now of course you know we're a year past that but this mm-hmm. this, this is a, an article from last year and this happened in papua new guinea um you know a 40 something year old woman mm-hmm. who lives on her own uh you know in, in her homeland uh she was uh you know she was beaten she was cut with with uh with machetes oh. and dragged out there and and basically, you know, she was burned alive. Wow. So, you know, for being a witch because someone had died in her town and they accused her. So this uh, happened in 2013. This isn't, you know, this isn't the only time that this has happened. Wow. Yeah, there's, you know, there, there's, uh, there's pictures, there's some really disturbing pictures on here. There's, there's uh, women with their, you know, their arms chopped off, mm-hmm. with one arm taken off, mm. because they they say were using black magic with their hands, so oh, with so. their fingers dis- disfigured, you right. know, th- and this is still happening in New Guinea. This is happening in in South Africa. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, so I don't even want to get into the individual stories because right. they're they're so literally disturbing, and mm-hmm. they're it's not just like they're happening. You know, hundreds of years ago, we're talking like this happened last year. <laughs> last year, okay? yeah, wow. Um, but th- I found uh, a United Nations Human Rights Report, okay. And uh, in the so the, here's a few, just a few stats, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the D- Democratic Republic of Congo suggests that twenty five thousand to fifty thousand children living on the streets of their capital uh, are there because their family has been accused of witchcraft. Or they themselves have been rejected by their families because of witchcraft. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's that's just one country. So you have 
violence against women that are highlighted uh, to be the problem of witch hunts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and these are in India, Nepal, South Africa, and Ghana, roughly 2,000 people accused of witches and their dependents uh, are confined in five different camps mm. around the country, mostly elderly women that are forced uh, forced to live there for decades until right. they die. Right. So the murder and prosecution of people accused of witchcraft happens in Tanzania and uh, is documented very well in that country, supposedly. Uh, mostly elderly women are targeted and killed annually. Uh, in Angolia, um, the Committee of Human Rights of the Child called for immediate action to eliminate the mistreatment of children accused of witchcraft. In Papua New Guinea, we, we were discussing that. 50 sorcery-related sorcery killings happened in 2008. In Jeez. Nigeria, the Child Rights uh, and Rehabilitation Network reports an increasing number of children abandoned and persecuted on the grounds that they were witches or wizards. In Nepal, elderly women and widows are often... Uh, singled out and abused in exorcism ceremonies. Wow. So this, yeah, this, this, this happens today. <clears throat> That's we, a list. You know, Jeez. and you think like, you know, this, uh, this just happens. You know, this happened hundreds of years ago. This happened in right. the We're United States, our now. country. You know what I mean? In the 1600s. Right. But you know that was that was you know 300 years ago. Yeah. You no know one what was I mean? alive that was, back that then. That was 400 years ago. Right. You know, and no, no, it's happening. It's wow. happening now, and it's happening around the world. So, and we think that we progressed, but we really haven't. No, you know, not yeah. not everyone has been lifted. Yeah. You so know you hear I mean? that, people? Stop being a bunch of witches. Oh, I don't I mean, think that that's the problem. Bitches. <laughs> so we, we were kind of discussing, like, the, you know, like, around the 1400s where it really kicked off, you know, the, the witch hunts. Okay. Right. Um, but in 1682 in England, uh, the very last witch was executed. It was uh, her name was Temperance Lloyd, and she was a senile old woman from Bideford, uh, and she was the last person ever executed as as a witch. Hmm. And so far, they have never done it again. Wow. So, um, however, uh, here in the U.S., um, we have had uh, a few executions of witches as well. And um, one of the one of the stories that I found happened. 30 years before the Salem witch trials. And we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. And this happened in March of 1662. Uh, there was a woman uh, who, there was actually a family, uh, John and uh, Bethila Kelly, grieved over the body of their eight-year-old daughter uh, in Hartford, Connecticut. And little Elizabeth uh, had been fine just a few days return- before, and she returned home uh, with a neighbor, Goodwife Aries, a- A-Y-R-E-S, Aris, Um, and she was saying that, uh, you know, Father, Father, please help me. Uh, She is upon me. She chokes me. She knees me on the belly. She will break my bow. She pinches me. She will make me black and blue. After Elizabeth's death, accusations of bewitchment flew and fingers were pointed at numerous townspeople. But uh, Aries' good wife, specifically, they, they went after her for being a witch. Hmm. They erected a gallows in uh, Harford's meeting house at the square at the site of, it's now the site of Connecticut's old state, uh, old state house. Okay. And this happened uh, May 26th of 1647. Witchcraft was one of the 12 capital crimes decreed by Connecticut's uh, colonial government in 1642. Huh. And uh, a woman by the name of uh, Alice Young 
of uh, Winster, Connecticut, was also suspected of being a witch in this conspiracy, and she was actually sent to the gallows over it. Oh, wow. So I don't know how uh, Goodwife Ares got, you know, away, you know what I mean, from this. I I couldn't really find it. she was a good wife. Yeah. I mean, yeah, apparently, that's, that's why. Yeah. she's good. Wife. But uh, but uh, you know, someone did hang over 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 the death of this child. So mm. so it, it's just like compounding. It's you know, and this happened thirty years before the <clears throat> Salem witch trial. So right, right. so we were in fact hanging witches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Before that, um, so that kind of leads us to Salem a of little course, bit. Yeah, and, and you know, so a hysteria broke out in February sixteen ninety two women were starting to be accused as witches. But by the time they were done, it wasn't just all women. Mm -hmm. By the time they were done, 24 people had died. 19 people were hanged on the gallows, um, and almost everyone else died in prison. Because when you were in prison in 1692, it wasn't very very good. You know, you could catch a cold and die of pneumonia within, within, you know, probably months. Yeah. So there was one man named Giles Corey, and he... uh, he pled not guilty to the charge of witchcraft, and he refused to stand trial. Huh. And this is the one guy who it just, it's, it's I don't want to say neat, but mm-hmm. he refused, you know, refused. And he said, no, I'm, I'm not guilty. I will not stand trial for this. Huh. So instead, they, uh, they, they could not convict him legally. However, <laughs> the uh, examiners chose to sub, uh, you know, subject him to interrogation. The tests. Yeah. Yeah. Now, his interrogation, what they did was they took a wooden board mm-hmm. and then they put stones upon the wooden board, upon his chest, and continued to put them there uh, until, uh, you know, adding to the weights on, mm-hmm. on top of his body. Right. And he survived for two days before finally succumbing to, wow. to death. So, and we saw the area when we were, what Dana and I were in, you know, in Salem, we saw the area where this actually happened. Wow. Crazy. So, yeah. And now, one of the things that we want to mention is, uh, you know, although in Europe they did, you know, burn people at the stake for being witches, right. there is no actual evidence of anyone in the U.S. being, of being you know, set aflame, set aflame right. for being a witch. They, they were pretty much all hung, died in prison, or this one guy was pressed to death. Yeah. Like, well, like, I mean, and a lot of people did die in uh, the, the testing methods, Yeah, you know. Half the people probably died of drowning, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, trying to doing the the uh, swim test. I also have another article here from August two thousand fourteen, where uh, a, a, an Indian man from India, mm-hmm. uh, his hands were chopped off by witches as okay. he went to go seek their help with his ten year old child who was sick. Okay. They they thought he was a rival. They the the, the leader of the coven, mm-hmm. and I, I I use that lately. Air quotes. Yeah. Yes. They uh, they thought he was a a rival wizard, and, okay. and chopped chopped his hands off. Wow. Yeah. And this happened in India, and this happened in August oh. in India. Yeah. So I mean, this this I I can't I can't, I can't believe that this still happens. And these you know his wife and his his ten year old son are are just are still grieving over this. Wow. You know. Just goes to show you we haven't really uh, advanced very much. Well, we have like so many advances in our society, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but but there's 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 people that are just lagging behind. I mean, we're we're talking something you know that happened 
four or five hundred years ago. Right. And, and even and, before. And 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 before. Right. Yeah, and beyond. But it's it's still happening today. Yeah. Even though you know, uh, th- it's a trickle now. Y- yeah. But it's it's still it's still happening. Yeah. We you know we have to realize that that you know persecution of people should not be accepted. Right. You know, and especially when it is something that it's. I don't want to say it's made up, because I've never seen or nor heard a, a you know a, a a spell or I've never seen it physically. You know, but so it's I not can't just it's say. not just about that. It's it's regardless of whether that works. Okay, right. regardless of whether someone is able to perform a magic spell for good, that's perfectly fine. But my point is is that. I really genuinely don't think that someone who just happens to be an outsider is performing an evil spell and making hail come down on the crops. Right. I, I don't I don't believe that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just I don't believe that that is possible. I don't believe that there's any reason for that to happen. And then to go out and chop off, you know, a, a person's hands because you suspect that person of doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a bit ludicrous. So I also wanted to mention the the Bell Witch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now we, we we have both seen the movie The Blair Witch. I've seen both. Uh huh. And uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. really, only the first one matters. <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, but you know, this is basically what that what's that what that's based on. Mm-hmm. But the the Bell Witch happened uh, instead of being in Maryland. Of course, this happened in Tennessee. Right. So in 1817, the Bell family moved from North Carolina to Robertson County, Tennessee. Uh, they, they settled in, and something happened in their lives that would change everything. Mm-hmm. And basically, strange things started happening. Now, when the, these, the things that they say were happening were strange-looking animals they started to see around the property. Like Mainly, a jackalope? Oh, did you hear about that? It, it actually is a... They said that they saw a dog uh-huh. with a rabbit's head. Wow. Yes. So it's it is very much like a dogalope. Yeah, like a dogalope. Yeah. <laughs> so they started seeing this. They started hearing the sounds of rats gnawing on bedposts, knocking of doors on the outer walls of the house. They also heard uh, chains being drugged through the house, stones being dropped on floors, gulping noises, choking sounds. Huh. Some of the children, they had three three separate children. Right. They also said that they would lay their heads down at night and be stuck with pins, and they would hmm. find pins inside of their pillows. Mm-hmm. Which actually, you know, how we were talking about, you know, like the witches of lore and like evil witches, you know, right, right. That, that kind of stereotype, mm-hmm. that was one of the things that they were said to have done is put pins in your pillow. So this okay. coming up in this legend, I don't think is strange either. Right. Um, so there is some kind of talk where a, a John Bell, the, the you know, father of a family, mm-hmm. got in some kind of an argument with a woman named Kate Batts. Now, okay. Kate Batts was, was basically a neighbor. And mm-hmm. it was possible that they got into an argument over a slave. Mm-hmm. It was possible that they got into an argument over property rights. It's not really, it's not really 100% sure. Right. But, you know, there is talk about it. So basically over three years, uh, this entity named Kate, and it's never really mentioned whether when Kate Batts died, when she passed away. I, I wasn't able to really find that. But uh, basically, this entity named Kate tormented the the family members. And they say that her two main reasons for visiting the Bell home was to kill John Bell, Mm -hmm. 
the the uh, patriarch of the family, right. as well as to stop the the second reason was to stop John's youngest daughter Betsy from marrying a certain neighbor boy by the name of Joshua Garner. Mm-hmm. So it just didn't want her to 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 marry this other boy. Uh, continued to you know s- scratch, put pins, beat these children while they were sleeping, uh, and you know suffering from spells, swelling of the throat. They had all different kinds of strange things happening to them. Yeah. So you know, um, uh, Kate was becoming well known and drew large crowds of people. She seemed to be very intelligent in many things. The Bible, uh, people's past, present, and future. She could see in two places at the same time, miles apart from each other. These are all things that they you know they they talk about kate and eventually she she was to to pass away mm-hmm. um uh basically so in uh 1821 betsy broke off her engagement with joshua garner so it actually happened so in 1820 john bell actually died okay. so she accomplished task number one right uh then in march of 1821 betsy broke off her engagement with joshua garner Task number two. Uh, but she continued to actually haunt the the home, haunt these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she continued to say she was going to return in seven years. So okay. uh, this is what they're saying. They're hearing this, you know, right, I guess like right. ghostly, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it's, I've it's seen the movie. Strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. So, you know, uh, the, the, they continued to die off. And then she said she would be back, you know, in, in seven more years, which would have been 1935. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just it continues. They say that this Kate continues to haunt the area. Right. So right. it's just it's just um, it's just like a part of like Tennessee history, Tennessee lore. Right. And so, there, I mean, there was a book called mm-hmm. The Bell Witch, An American Haunting by Brent Monahan, which was also turned into a movie in 2005 mm-hmm. with Donald Sutherland. Mm-hmm. And Sissy Spacek yeah. from from Carrie, the original. And uh, I didn't read the book. I did see the movie, and it pretty much what you just stated mm-hmm. happens in the film. Does Andrew Jackson show up? Uh, no, I don't believe he does. There's yeah. a story that Andrew Jackson actually showed up and and heard some of the hauntings at the time, but it mm-hmm. it might be sensationalism. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you know that that he never actually showed up during it. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I don't know. It's it's just yeah. It's kind of strange, but. But um, the Bell Witch also inspired the uh, the Blair Witch, yeah, which supposedly happened here in Maryland in Burkittsville, Maryland. Maybe it did not. Uh, me and Chris actually went and shot a little uh, footage of of our experience of our experience with the uh, Burkittsville witches. And uh, we'll toss it up on the YouTube site, and you guys can check that out, too. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for hanging out with us, talking about uh, witches and witchcraft and... Warlocks and Warwick Davis. No, <laughs> did he show up? We weren't talking about leprechauns. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. We'll, we'll get to that in the spring. He's, but he's got an awesome name, yeah. Warwick. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Have a great time, Curiosos. And prepare yourself for Halloween. Hey, Joe. Hmm. Why don't witches like to ride their brooms when they're angry? Why? Because they're afraid of flying off the handle. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm done. Hey, is there any topics that you want us to cover? Anything that you want to talk to us about or let us know about? Email us, feedback at thecurioso.com. Our Facebook, facebook.com backslash thecuriosopodcast. We tweet at Curioso Podcast. 
And if you have any five-star reviews you'd like to give us on iTunes, please feel free. creator of this test did not make sure all score situations were accounted for. <laughs> Try and piece that shit together. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>